Hi, it's David. As the year comes to a close, we wanted to take a look back at some of the podcasts that covered the biggest stories, people, and events in 2018. I also want to thank you for listening and hope you'll continue to join us every day in 2019. Happy holidays from all of us at TikTok. The NFL season kicks off this weekend, but for many fans, it's what's happening off the field with Colin Kaepernick rather than on the field that's dominating the discussion. Is Nike's move to feature the athlete good for the game and for the country? This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Today's topic is a complicated one. So to help me unpack this is Bloomberg News business of sports reporter Eben Novi williams and Bloomberg News diversity reporter Jordan Holman. Eben, let's start with you and what exactly Nike did and why. Yeah, sure. So as most people know, Nike, new ad campaign, Colin Kaepernick, controversial quarterback turned activist, is uh, one of the main faces and the voice of the TV ad. Uh, this is a very calculated decision by Nike. They are banking on the fact that all of the ill will, and there's been a lot of it, people on Twitter saying they'll never buy Nike again, they're banking that all of the ill will is going to be outweighed by the amount of people out there who say, hey, I like mm. Nike, I support what they're supporting in Colin, and I'm willing to buy more or, or buy extra Nike gear. And how have they um, calculated, as you say, banking on it? How have they calculated the success of this campaign so far? Yeah, so Nike is a footwear company, but you know, a lot of people I talk to call them a marketing company. Mm. They've been so good at this in the past. They know their customer, and that customer is mostly, you know, it's two-thirds of their customer base is under 35 years old. It's very multi-ethnic, and those are two, I'm talking in generalizations here, but those are two groups that generally skew more towards the supporting Colin mm -hmm. Kaepernick type. Uh, one other thing Nike's tried to do recently, they're really pushing their brand in urban settings and cities across the country. Uh, and again, you know, if you're, if you're a city dweller, you might be more likely uh, to, to, to lean towards the, the kind of issues that Colin Kaepernick is raising. So, you know, urban centers, young Americans, multi-diverse ethnic uh, gr groups of Americans. Those are all Nike's fan base, and they're banking on this decision being the kind of thing that brings them to stores and online. And it's not just generating people to the stores eventually, but they're also getting a lot of free media from this. Absolutely. There's, you know, as of uh, Thursday uh, this week, it was $165 million of free media. Uh, one thing that I think is kind of being overlooked here, you know, a lot of the Nike endorsers have come out very supportive of this. Serena Williams at the U.S. Open has been very happy with it. You know, a lot of their NFL clients, Tiger Woods even commented on it this week. Uh, that's important for Nike. You know, they, they, they really pride themselves. They've lost some ground to Adidas recently, largely in these influencer mm -hmm. worlds. Uh, if, if people out there, if you're a celebrity and you see not only that Nike sticks up for its athletes, but also that it's willing to wade into social issues that you care a lot about, that may mean that the next big star that's available, a free agent for a shoe deal, may be more likely to go to Nike. And that, that doesn't, it's a non-zero effect on their bottom line. You know, we saw the ratings for the NFL's opening game from last night. They were down 8% from last year. Is, uh, is the debate started by Kaepernick's protest against police brutality over the past two years, is this kind of behind this, this fall off in ratings? I would think in, in part, yeah. The NFL has a number of major headwinds, one of which is, you know, rule changes that they've made that are very confusing for viewers. Uh, there were a lot of penalties in, in, in the opening <laughs> game this week, which, which angered a lot of people. Uh, the Kaepernick thing is, is a part of it, but I would argue that you know it's a, it's a different. It's not the racial protest that that, that Colin yeah. started. It's more the debate over whether or not he has a right to do it and the way the league reacted. Uh, and to, and 
President Trump has not, you know, mm-hmm. he has not helped in that regard. He's, you know, even this Nike deal, he's tweeted at least twice about, you know, why did Nike do it? I wouldn't have done it. It's a bad, big mistake, yep. et cetera. Um, but yes, the, the, the political protest aspect uh, of, of the NFL and its involvement is certainly affecting the way that consumers view the NFL. Now, these two have deals together, Nike and the NFL. It seems what Nike is doing, while might be good for their bottom line, isn't good for the NFL. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And from what I understand in my reporting, I don't think Nike gave the NFL a big heads up. And you're right. You know, the, Nike's the official jersey supplier of the NFL. They extended that deal 10 more years just a couple months ago. Uh, and Colin is suing the NFL, uh, claiming that its owners have colluded to keep him out of the league. You know, so the fact that their, you know, their big jersey supplier is out there with a public facing campaign, you know, backing up this guy, a former player who's suing the league. I imagine that doesn't make the NFL all that happy. One thing that you can make an argument for is that people who are angry at Colin Kaepernick, uh, their anger now is focused at Nike. Mm-hmm. Nike is now enemy number one for them. Nike, uh, Nike is the group that's supporting Colin Kaepernick. Uh, whereas maybe two weeks ago, enemy number one was the NFL. Yeah. You know, and and very controversial whether they're letting players protest. Some people will be in the locker room for the national anthem, but if you come out onto the field, you have to stand. Uh, the NFL has, in some ways, kind of passed the buck. Uh, of the being the the corporation behind the anger <laughs> over Colin Kaepernick from itself onto Nike, and maybe that's something that they're happy about. Evan, thank you. Thank you. Let's turn to Bloomberg News diversity reporter Jordan Holman now. And Jordan, when Kaepernick's first tweet on Monday came out, what kind of reactions did you start to see? So when I saw that tweet uh, Monday afternoon, immediately people on my timeline were saying, I'm going to go out and buy some more Nike gear and just praising Nike for that move to see that, you know, they're prominently featuring uh, Kaepernick. It was only a few hours later that I started to see those Mm. videos of people cutting off the swoosh on their um, socks or people saying, I I like my Converse's anyway, (laughs) not knowing that Nike owns that too. So did you, um, were you surprised to see that video of people burning their their Nike gear? I can't say I was surprised. I was more so surprised it happened so soon. Mm. Obviously, a move like Nike prominently featuring Kaepernick um, was going to bring a lot of, like, bring the tensions that we've seen for the past few years um, back on social media. It was the destruction of Nike stuff that, that was surprising. So help us understand the fundamental misunderstanding between a Colin Kaepernick, someone who's pro his cause and someone who's anti his cause. So Colin Kaepernick, like you mentioned, he is protesting police brutality, racism in America and doing that by, um, you know, taking a knee during the anthem and other athletes subsequently have done the same. What people are refusing to understand about why he's doing that is that they just don't see the severity of the racism, Mm -hmm. the police brutality, like people of color in America do. So if you can't even agree on how intense and how uh, destructive racism is, then you're just not going to agree. And so why do we often see this tension clashing in between sports and culture? Because sports has long been thought of as escapism from the daily grind and all of and politics and all of these things, but that's just not the case because in a lot of the structural things that happen with sports, you see that play out in other industries mm-hmm. that the workforce is predominantly black or brown and the people who run the teams and in the industry are white. So there's this power dynamic shift. And then when you have 
the players calling that out, that's uncomfortable for yeah. someone who's thinking, oh, I'm just going to lay back I and watch this game. I just wanted to watch this game and relax. So it seems Nike is doing what President Trump does with his tweets. He's a, mm. They're appealing to one block, one people that will always be with them, their base, and not caring what the other side of the conversation seems. Is that how you kind of sense it as well? That's interesting. Yeah, I think Nike has definitely leaned into this idea that, hey, Kaepernick, whatever you feel about him, we're going to endorse what he's doing. You know, you had the whole ad that it's his voice. It's his, you know, name and face on the billboard. But I think that kind of goes back to we can agree if we agree that there is racism and there is police brutality. It's not a bad thing for this corporation to you know, go behind that and say, like, yeah, we don't want that either. Jordan Holman, thank you. Thank you. Bloomberg's Jordan Holman and Ebby Novi Williams, thanks for joining us today. Make sure to follow Jordan and Eben on Twitter. Jordan's at Jordan Journals, and Eben is Novi underscore Williams. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. And please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.